We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Power Grid. That's right, the Football Guys DFS Power Grid, all presented by Rotogrinders.com. I am Dan Bach, and we got our usual crew with us once again, Devin Knotts. Tip and pick, nice to have you back from your little holiday illness, John. And of course, uh, Phil Alexander. And uh, of course, this is going to be an interesting week, one of the lowest spreads that we see, um, or I should say totals that we see uh, all season long is this week. So we've got a lot to digest. We're going to try and help you find an advantage in building your lineups, despite maybe not having high scoring games, because a lot of those high scoring games not on the main slate. But before we jump into this slate, we've got something big coming up. I mean, really big next week. I'm throwing it to Devin to uh, let the peep know, let the people know what's going on, man. Yeah, so if you've been following us, what is this, John, our fifth season, sixth season? I don't even know at this point. Yeah, it has to be six because we're approaching episode 100 next week. And with that, we're going to we're gonna give away some some fun prizes. For those of you that are in member, into memorabilia, we're going to give away a couple mini helmets, probably some sports cards, maybe a full-size helmet. Who knows? Um, and then I think football guys will kick in a, a, a couple subscriptions, and it sounds like Dan might – might give away a roto grinder subscription so uh we're gonna we're gonna make it fun we're gonna make it interactive we're gonna do some stuff but you gotta watch next week so um be be there and uh make sure you tune in so we're gonna have some fun but let's get to the show tonight awesome 100 episodes pretty impressive so uh look forward to that next week right here same place you always find us uh, over on youtube and the various podcast streams whether it's on football guys or rotogrinders.com. Uh, let's kind of jump into this week eight. Uh, quick shout out to, well, it wasn't Phil because he didn't win because he didn't enter the the four man last week. Was it tip and pick? Did John, did you hold on last week? Did you win? I, I, I stopped be, looking. It wasn't even holding on. I mean, I, I embarrassed you guys. I, I don't blame you for forgetting. And I actually don't blame Phil for not, for not getting in because he knew it was a foregone conclusion. Uh, tip and pick had a two-week hiatus, and he came back, and you know it was uh, it was it was a good week. I gotta well, find a way to put the winning lineup over the screen so the people can see it. Yeah, we'll do that next week. We'll we'll show the winning lineup because you're right; it doesn't add much context to anything. Dan's um, committing except, it, even though he's not edit, editing this video. But that's, that's true. Right. <laughs> that's true. I, that's <laughs> you got to make it. Well, you got to make it happen next week, Devin. Um, but yeah, I mean, go figure. Like the guy who wasn't on the show helping our listeners and is the one who wins the listener league. So I mean, come on, John. Like we got heavy expectations on you this week. Okay, so all right, uh, give you. out the goods. Give out the goods over the next hour. I'll see what I can deliver uh, this week. I, I I feel good about some of the some of the takes. So we'll we'll definitely share those over the course of the next sixty minutes or so. Well, let's uh, throw it to you on uh, the Vegas uh, lines for this week because. Uh, the first thing that stands out to me, like I talked about in the opening, is a lot of like the big teams, higher spreads, they're not on the main slate. I'm thinking we only got one game in the 50s, which is usual, unusual. We normally have two or three. So uh, run down what we need to know from the Vegas side of things for this week eight. Yeah, like you said, I mean, as we're recording, we've got Green Bay and Arizona. That's a That's a high scoring game. I think we've got uh, Minnesota and Dallas uh, not on the main slate. So 
you know, it's just one of those weeks that the big games are are not on the main slate, and it leaves us with with uh, slim pickings. But it, at some level, I think that 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 creates a a strategic week with regards to how you approach the slate. There's one big game, as you mentioned, Tampa Bay visiting New Orleans. That game is right at 50. Everything else is below 50 this week, which is uh, again the first time this year. You do have at the top of the of the um, the implied team total chart this week on the Vegas value chart. Here are football guys, uh, two teams, the Buffalo Bills at 31.3 and the Rams at 31. So these are the two teams that you want to be targeting largely for your cash game lineups. Uh, Buffalo, we'll talk about Josh Allen being quite popular this week. And then uh, probably the chalk of the week at the running back position is going to be Daryl Henderson there for the Rams. As a 14-point favorite, he should get all the action he can handle. After that, it really it drops down into like the 27 uh, points implied team total with uh, teams like Tampa Bay. The Chargers, we found out today, the Chargers, Austin Eckler has a hip issue. Uh, we'll talk about how to handle that situation uh, when we hit the running back position. And then um, and then you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, some of the uh, the normal the normal guys like uh, Joey Burrow and the and the. Um, uh, Bengals taking on the Jets and, um, you know, some of these bigger spreads again, wondering whether or not those uh, those other teams can keep up and keep the game close. So um, the the one thing that does stand out is there are four teams with less than 20 points in terms of uh, implied team totals this week. Um, those teams include Chicago, Miami, Houston, and the Jets. And so there are some decent team defenses. I guess the issue there is that uh, what I'm seeing as a trend is DraftKings is beginning to price those teams up. We're seeing some 5K defenses over the past few weeks, which really uh, makes me. you, make sure it's you longer. It's longer than we've talked about defense all year on yeah, this show. Uh, and, and John, I mean, you're a scientist. You need to know math to, to be a scientist. I'm just, just wondering. Oh, no. Yes, you do. Why? Oh, what okay. Well, no, that's no reflection of you being a scientist, but I'm pretty sure Tennessee and Indy is over 52. So we should actually have two games and that's, Oh, like it is 50 and a half. You're right. I, I kind of missed okay. that one in my, in my pre-read, but you're right. That is a, that is a, uh, a game that is over 50. So I apologize. It's okay. You don't need to apologize. I called you out on it. Uh, Devin, let's get into the quarterback position. Uh, we start things off, and uh, it should be like a a semi-interesting week. You know, there's not a standout cheap option, um, I think, this week. But, you know, from an injury perspective, Zach Wilson looks like he's going to be out. Mike White's probably going to be the starter. Nobody's playing Mike White. Um, but, you know, quarterback usually doesn't win it for you, sometimes can lose it for you. What's your plan this week at the QB position? I'm surprised you're saying that there's a quarterback that doesn't stand out that's cheap this week because in cash right now, I have Trevor Lawrence in my starting lineup. Seattle's Seattle's defense against the quarterbacks, for those that have been watching, has been absolutely horrendous this year. Um, they can't seemingly stop anybody. They're giving up 306 yards passing per game. One, one and a half touchdowns, so you'd like to see that a little bit higher. And Dan and John, I know both of you guys targeted this defense last week with going with Tua Tagovailoa um, in your cash game. So I'm going right back there. Um, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he looked better the last two games right before the bye. He threw for 273 and one against Tennessee, and he threw for uh, 320 and one against Miami. So it's trending upward. I'm hoping. Did they have a bye last week or a Thursday they did, game? They did. They had yep. a bye. Okay. Urban didn't get in trouble. That's good. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I keep thinking that they had the bye early in the week or early in the season when he actually did get in trouble, but that's a whole other thing. Um, so coming off a bye, maybe they'll have a better game plan, continue that practice, continue development. I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence this week. Uh, Phil, what about you? Um, what's your thoughts? Because, uh, you know, I'm the Jet resident Jags fan. I'm supposed to be like rubber stamp anything about the Jaguars. And I don't mind him this week. But, you know, it's also kind of early in the week still. And we're not seeing a lot of early ownership fall that way. But is that uh, the way that you're leaning? Or uh, give me some some other guys that you're looking at. 
I will say that when I first opened up the slate, Trevor Lawrence was one of the first names at quarterback that I was looking at. Um, but re- you'll recall that I don't play cash games. Yeah. And um, so I was thinking of him more from, from a tournament standpoint. But I, I like the play. I, I like that they're coming off a bye. I like that they're playing against Seattle. I like that Geno Smith could potentially uh, gift the Jaguars offense with some short fields. Um, I, I don't mind it. I, I think it, I think it could be a fine play. Um, you know, I think that everybody's going to be tempted to, to spend up, um, where we've got Josh Allen, uh, up at the top at 8,100. I would love to fit him in, but, um, you know, I was trying to build like a stock lineup, something that I would put in cash games. And I did not like the way that they were coming out when I was using Allen Brady, um, Stafford and, I guess you could go down to Jalen Hurts. I have a feeling he's probably going to be uh, the one that most people gravitate to because you need uh, every single dollar that you have under the cap. But um, if I was spending down, and and I'll throw this back to you guys because, like I said, I don't play cash games. Uh, and this is probably why I don't play cash games. But Teddy Bridgewater, what do, what do we think about Teddy and cash? Um and I'll make the, the the quick case for him. They're at home. They're favored. He's cheap. He gets Jerry Judy back, who he was supposedly riffing with in uh, all spring and summer. Um, and he's facing the team that gives up the most points to uh, to quarterbacks. So if you're spending down in that Lawrence range, I think if like you're really after like that 15, 16, 17 point floor, I think you could look in that direction. John, I'm going to let you comment on Teddy Bridgewater because I have no interest in making that comment and making Phil feel bad at the beginning of the show. So you you can do it. And I all, but he did say a name that I think is very relevant this week. And it's from your, you know, hometown of Philadelphia. And that's Jalen Hurts, who, even though he doesn't look like a good real life quarterback from a fantasy perspective, he always gets there. But DraftKings, bumped him up a little bit he's not quite as cheap as he has been so uh talk to us about those guys yeah i'll i'll address each one in order um uh the 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 trevor lawrence call i i just i can't get behind it i mean i think it's a decent matchup but where where uh cash games are are concerned he's my i think my 12th rated quarterback in terms of value and points per dollar um, as of Thursday night. So from, from that end, I just can't do it. There, there are other players in that same kind of threshold, including one Teddy Bridgewater, who is, uh, to, to the point that Phil was making, uh, the number two guy on my board right now. Now the question is, what, what could I pull the trigger on it? And the answer to that is no, I can't. Pull oh, the man. I thought we were going to free roll this four man this week, Devin. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it, the, the numbers support Phil's take, but my my gut is I just – I don't know that I can do it. Um, if I'm spending in that mid-5K range, um, Carson Wentz is the guy for me this week. You know, this, this is a game that, uh, Dan, you've called out as being a 50-point game that probably will go back and forth. I mean, Tennessee's got a decent offense, and so they're going to keep the pressure on. And Carson Wentz at 5,700, he's got two touchdown passes in each of his last four games. And that that offense has been humming. I mean, they scored 30 points last week, 31 the week before, 25, 27. And they've got a uh, an implied team total of 26 this week. So um, I think you need to spend down um, at quarterback this week. There isn't a lot of value elsewhere. Um, obviously Josh Allen is a, is a tremendous play if you can get up there, but that's over 8k, the number one player on my board to kind of round out cash games, Dan, to your point is Jalen hurts. I've got him at three and a half X value. Uh, the guy, I mean, he's running each week more, right? Eight, eight times in week four, nine times the week after that, 10 times, two weeks ago, 13 times last week. Um, he, he continues to get, get it done. It's ugly. I can't imagine – I mean, we don't think he's getting benched already, right, because of uh, the Gardner Minshew um, deal. I don't see it. Uh, there's rumors of it, but I don't see it. But not this week, right? I mean, I the, because that's a big consideration, right? If, if there was a possibility of him getting benched, you've got to get away from him at 7,200. 
But the, the two guys on my list are Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. And I think I've got to go Wentz simply because I don't know that I can find the value at other positions. So if I'm paying up to 72, I'm going up to 74 with Tom Brady. His prop is 319 and a half yards. Tampa Bay will not be able to run the ball against New Orleans. They've consistently had one of the best run defenses in football over the last several years. Um, Brady is in a just a different how this guy at 45 continues to do what he's doing. The Bears are a good defense. They're not a they held Joe Burrow to under 150 yards. Like this is a team that he just tore apart. I I don't know how to stop the guy. He's going to play till he's 60. <laughs> yeah, um it's interesting. So I I think you're right. I can I'm an ageist. I don't like old guys. So I usually don't ever play them. And it's kind of come to haunt me a little bit, except for my few best ball teams that I have, Tom Brady. They're doing wonderful. Um, But I'm going back to Josh Allen. Maybe it's more of a tournament play because I actually think there's just a pair up there that's an absolute smash this week that hasn't really hit so far this season. But Allen just seems so, so safe here at home against Miami. Um, And the question is, can we get there from a salary perspective? I think we can because – I don't know how many people are going to feel like they need to jam in Derrick Henry once again this week. Might be wrong on that, but um, if you can get by without jamming him into your lineup, I think you can make an 8K quarterback work on DraftKings. So a quick recap for you in terms of the cash game options. uh, Devin, big Trevor Lawrence fan. We've got John as a Jalen Hurts fan. I'm more on Josh Allen and... I'm, you know, Phil is our GPP guy and Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> I think fits that really well. Cause we've got him early ownership sub 2%. So if that's the case. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that though, Dan, is that Bridgewater doesn't have the ceiling that you need for GPPs. I was looking at him more like a floor play, you know, he'll get you 17 to 20. He's not helping you win a tournament. Um, okay, if you want give me your tournaments, give me your tournament guys. All right, so I've got uh, two guys that I'm looking at. One is a price pivot, I think, off the top tier because I think we're going to see the the most ownership cluster around Hertz, Allen, Stafford, and Brady, and I think that leaves Justin Herbert a little underexposed uh, up towards the top. Uh, The Chargers are also coming off a bye. Uh, Their team total is quietly around 27. Um, I, I don't like... Mac Jones going on the road that always seems to end poorly. Um, So I like that for the opposing offense, not only the opposing defense. And I think that people are still kind of scared of New England uh, based on their reputation from the the Super Bowl era. But look at what Dak Prescott and Davis Davis Mills have done to them in two out of the last three games. Uh, Dak went for 445 and three, Davis Mills for 312 and three. Uh, that's not the same defense that we remember. So I think that Herbert is good. And this last one might get me laughed out of here, but uh, Tua in Buffalo, awful, awful, awful on paper spot. He's he's not going to pop in your projections. Uh, he's probably last on John's model that he's looking at. Uh, but he, here's what I'll tell you. The Bills play fast. They're the, the third fastest team. Uh, in terms of situation, neutral pace per play. The Dolphins are also in the top half of the league. Uh, Could Tua throw the ball 50 times in this game? I think that is well within the range of outcomes, and I think if he does, he's shown me enough in the last two weeks that there is upside there despite the horrible conditions. You know, they could lose by uh, 20, and it could be 48 to 28. John, if it looks like you want to say something, I just I don't even know where to start with some of that. <laughs> Mac Jones on the road always seems to end poorly. The guys played two career road games. Um, two is both, both times. <laughs> two has convinced him over the past two weeks against the Jags and the Falcons, two of the worst teams in the league. That that um, yeah, that uh, Tre'Davious White's not going to pick three off of him and maybe, maybe that helps his upside. I don't know. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I like Mac Jones this week for GPPs. Um, uh, his, his receivers come out highly rated for me, which typically uh, that's what drives a lot of my quarterback exposure in, in tournament play. 
Uh, Mac Jones and Sam Darnold both come out high for me, and it's because I like their receivers that I'll I'll talk about when we get to that section. But both are in that mid five k range. Um, both are going to be low rostered in terms of uh, exposure. Um, so I'll have I'll be overweight on both of those guys this week and hope that Darnold returns to early season form and Mac Jones um, uh, he puts out one of his better games, which uh, you know, we, I don't know that we've seen it yet. All right, let's keep it rolling here. And we thank you guys for watching us. If you're catching it on YouTube, leave us a comment. Tell us who you're looking to play this week. And uh, we love to hear from the YouTube commenters. Let's move on to running backs. And uh, this week looks like no Miles Sanders ankle injury. He is going to miss in what is just a perfect matchup here against Detroit. Um, Ty Johnson concussion for the Jets against Cincinnati. Nick Chubb. Um, We've got, yeah, initially it said doubtful, and then somebody went in the sheet and, and cleaned it up and said should play. That's what I'm seeing too on him is that it looks like Chubb more than likely to play this week for Cleveland. Uh, Eckler kind of surprised DNP at practice. Keep your eye on that situation as we move closer to lock. So, Devin, um, the running back spot's going to start off with you and uh, – Feels like we got some Uber chalk, and it's uh, it's it's Henderson. Guys, just they just do not want to raise his price high enough, and uh, I think he's the one that you know. If you're fading chalk, he's going to be the tough one to fade because I think it's a really good spot for him. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. the The only challenge there is last week, right? And people didn't pay off. So I, I don't, I don't know that it'll be, I think it'll be chalky in cash. I don't know that it'll be like over 50% like he was last week. I think some people have that hesitation that he burned me last week. I'm not going to go back there, but really good spot. You have to look at each week sort of individually. They didn't blow the team out like they anticipated to. So um, at 6.5 K, I think he's a, he's in a fantastic spot. <clears throat> um, the a couple other names that I like, but before I jump into that, a lot of the top end guys have really difficult matchups this week. So, you know, you have Alvin Kamara facing Tampa Bay. I do like Kamara as a GPP play. He, he touched the ball like 63% of the time last week. Um, and then Derek Henry's facing Indianapolis, who has a pretty good run defense. And Nick Chubb is facing Pittsburgh, who's been good as of late. So um, it's challenging, um, but I'm going to look down. I'm going to look. Um, at 5K, I'm going to look at Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. Miles Sanders was off to a fantastic start last week. He had six carries for 30 yards on the first drive and then got hurt. And, and Gainwell is really a wider, wide receiver running back duo, sort of played that role in college, a good receiver. Um, the, the Eagles need another playmaker for sure. So I look at, I look at Gainwell at 5K is far too cheap. And then I'll throw one more name out there, but sort of on the other side of the ball, I really like what DeAndre Swift is doing. Um, he is a little expensive up at 7.1K, but from a receiving standpoint, this guy has been electric. I mean, he, he had eight receptions, five receptions, six receptions, four receptions, seven receptions, and then he had another game with eight receptions. So he's 42 receptions on the year, um, which I think leads the team. So I really like what he's doing this year. Um, he's been in the bright spot in Detroit. So for me, it's it's as of now, it's Swift, Gainwell, and Henderson for cash. And if you ask me in week one, if I was playing those three in week eight um, in cash, I would tell you you were absolutely insane. I love that Gainwell call. Um, he was getting carries with Sanders there. Yep. And you take Sanders out of the equation, and you got to think he's going to be in for huge workload. And again, this is – the most plum matchup you could pretty much ask for here against Detroit. Um, John, your thoughts on this and, and your thoughts on Derrick Henry this week. I mean, uh, we writing off the big dog. I mean, he got plenty of usage last week. He just, you know, didn't quite put up one of those monster games that he'd done the, the five weeks prior. I don't think it would shock anybody for him to, uh, to do it once again, but you know, early ownership returns are, like 10% on DraftKings, 13% on FanDuel, 10% on Yahoo. So it seems like the public is a little upset after, you know, paying up the big numbers and making Derrick Henry pretty chalky last week. 
Yeah, I mean, I think where Derrick Henry is concerned, the, the decision that needs to be made there is is largely around uh, whether you want Derrick Henry or, or Cooper Cup in your lineup, right? I mean, that's, that's the decision yeah. that you need to make. And as far as projections go, it's Cooper Cup. Um, the I you know maybe maybe for uh, for tournament play um, early numbers that I've I've been seeing. I don't know Devin if if you've got numbers yet in terms of uh, projected roster, but uh, basically what I've been seeing there is that Cooper Cup looks to be about threefold higher, somewhere in the neighborhood twenty to twenty five percent, and. Um, and um, Derrick Henry coming in somewhere between five and ten percent. So from that end, I like uh, Derrick Henry as a GPP play. But if you're talking cash, I think Cooper Cup is the guy. Um, as far as uh, cash games are concerned, um, the I guess the free the free square this week is Daryl Henderson. Um, he's the guy that that you just don't want to lose to him. Uh, I suspect he'll be in seventy percent of lineups or more. So just slot him in and then build around him. Um, I like the uh, the DeAndre Swift call. Um, uh, somebody mentioned Alvin Kamara. Kamara is on my list as a fade candidate this week. Um, I think we saw um, a lot of, you know, he looked tremendous and they finally used him the way that they should be using him. Um, but in terms of his, his likelihood to achieve GPP value, um, it's quite low compared to what I've seen for early ownership uh, percentages. Um, the Gainwell call is interesting because um, I think there are better plays. Uh, I mean, what guys, what do we think of Boston Scott? Let's talk about no. that. I mean, no, I no, 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 no. I'm not saying play him, but does Boston Scott scare you away from Gainwell? I mean, last week after, after Miles Sanders, who blew up my week because I had him everywhere, I think I had 40% exposure to Miles Sanders. But when he went out – you got Boston Scott with seven carries and a touchdown, and you had Kenneth Gainwell with five carries. Now, uh, Gainwell was more used as a receiver, as Devin's already pointed out, but I worry that these guys are in a split situation where neither one of them reach value. What do you think, Devin? Does I mean, Scott the snap, the snap cap, no, not, I mean, not, not particularly. 54% of the snaps for Gainwell last week, and that includes 20% for Sanders. So I think if you can get a 5k running back with the receiving upside that Gainwell has at that 60, 65% snap count range, it's hard not to just do it. I mean, his floor is four, three, four catches and and that alone should be good enough. Like 10 points is really his floor. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Finish. No, I mean, I I think that's the point I was going to make too, is, is the fact that he is somebody who, even if he doesn't get as many carries on first and second down, he's probably not entirely off the field. And he's somebody who's probably going to be on third down catching the football at the very least. So uh, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but at 5K, like, I don't, I mean, do you have a guy in that price range that you like better than him? Uh, if if 5,400 is in that price range, um, I want Eli Mitchell. Um He's got, uh, in his last start, he had 18 carries and 100 yards and a touchdown in a losing effort against Indianapolis. And uh, this week they take on Chicago. They're a favorite. And I, you know, I can't see him giving up too many, too many carries to anybody else because that backfield is just really, really sparse at the moment. So I'd rather have uh, Eli Mitchell at 5,400 than Kenneth Gainwell splitting time with Boston Scott in an offense that really likes to spread the ball around. Um, the other the other guy that's in consideration for cash, and I won't make a big a big point of it, is uh, Chuba Hubbard at six thousand. Um, he's going up against the Atlanta Falcons, and um, projections look solid, workload looks solid, and um, this is a team that um, is is going up against. As I said, um, Atlanta Falcons are not anybody that we're worried about. So uh, Henderson, Hubbard, and Mitchell are my cash game plays this week. All right, uh, Phil, take us down GPP Alley here. What do we need to know? All right, where to start? Um, You guys left a lot of meat on the bone for me here. First of all, the unequivocal best running back play on this slate in GPPs and in cash games is James Robinson at 6,600. And I don't think it's particularly close. (laughs) He should be be at least 7,300. Why not James Robinson against that Seattle defense? 
in a game that we apparently like for there to be some points. I mean, Devin likes Trevor Lawrence. How is the offense not going to run through James Robinson against that Seattle rush defense? It just it just is. He's he's out there for ninety. It's it's last year all over again. He's out there for ninety something percent of the snaps. He's got the three down plus goal line roll. Uh, what more can you want? There's not a game script that that affects his production. He's just there every week. Uh, play James Robinson, please. Uh, outside of James Robinson, uh, here's the reason that tip and pick is wrong on Carson Wentz. And that's really be... what we're going to do is just tell everybody they're wrong. Like, really? What, what do you mean? Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Jonathan Taylor, again... <laughs> The, he he's not going to come out as your top point per dollar play, but bear with me here. In in GPPs, we're trying to script games, and here's the game script that I see. You have Tennessee coming off of a win where they're reading their own press clippings against Kansas City, right? So they they come into this game, a division game against Indianapolis on the road. They're sleepwalking a little bit. And boom, Jonathan Taylor rips off one of his 80-something yard runs right off the bat, catches him sleeping. He's already there. And then it just goes back and forth. And Taylor is, without question, uh, the best player in that offense. He's probably the best receiver in that offense. Um, and, And that is counting their wide receivers and tight ends. So I think if you believe in that game total, uh, then you have to like Jonathan Taylor and if it does play out that way, I think we might finally see Ryan Tannehill do something because he'll have to throw a bit. And that makes me like Jonathan Taylor and AJ Brown as a skinny stack. Lastly, uh, John also gave you the incorrect $5,400 running back. Uh, and that is because Khalil Herbert uh, is also $5,400. Now, if we want to talk about a good running back who showed well on a per, on a bad performance from his team last week, a uh, hundred yards against the Tampa Bay rush defense is saying something. Uh, Khalil Herbert looks good. The game environment is awful. Uh, it's under forty points. But even with Damian Williams back, you had Herbert out there for seventy seven percent of the offensive snaps. He was catching passes. He was he ran a route on fifty three percent of the dropbacks. I think that in a best 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 case scenario, he could get you twenty five DraftKings points. And at 5,400, that, that's what we're after in GPPs. And I think he's actually going to be lower uh, rostered than, than Mitchell. Okay, I got two names, one for Devin, one for, for John. First, John, you alluded to it. Uh, Austin Eckler, it's still a little bit early. If he wouldn't play this week, how do we approach that situation? You know, I, 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 I did a little bit of uh, research on this prior to, um, to the show. And the truth is they've really divvied up carries and, and snaps to Roundtree, Justin Jackson, and Josh Kelly when Austin Eckler's not been there. I think what you need to do is keep your ear to the ground and uh, listen to what's going on tomorrow, that being Friday and Saturday. Um, I almost think you've got to avoid the backfield, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know that there's any, any – um, any advantage you can take here because it could, it could very well be, um, you know, a three headed monster going in and into that game, which is a shame because they're, they're five point home favorites with high team total, but you could end up getting each of those guys anywhere from six to 10 carries, which isn't enough to substantiate their, their uh, salaries. And Devin, um, Nick Chubb might be in a backfield without Kareem hunt. You know, the, the matchup doesn't look great, but if you look at kind of the, the the fantasy points, the numbers for Pittsburgh, they've actually given up a decent amount of yards on the ground. They just haven't allowed many touchdowns. So that's why our, like the fantasy point production is low for running backs against them. But it's also kind of like a higher variant stat, you know, whether or not you're you're getting you know touchdowns on the ground or not. Nick Chubb, though, you know, normally you take Kareem Hunt out of the mix. You're like, wow, like I get all of the Kareem Hunt or all the Nick Chubb. Does that interest you at all this week? Because he's sub what seven k, I believe, on on DraftKings this week. That's a yeah. That's a really cheap price tag for him. If Dearness Johnson struggled last week, I would be all over Nick Chubb. But I think he's earned a role after last week's performance, where he ran for 
a million yards last week against a good Denver defense. So it's hard not to, it's hard to just take that guy and say, Hey, you're not going to get any snaps this week, especially when Nick Chubb still isn't a hundred percent. I don't think anyone on this offense is. Um, so I'm probably not doing it. If you want to do it in a GPP, fine. Um, but I don't really ever target Nick Chubb because he doesn't catch passes. So it just kills his value. Kind of like James Robinson only has five catches in his last three games. But, um, can I throw one more name out there for FanDuel specific Damian Harris? Um, this guy has been absolutely on fire. Um, don't love him as much on DraftKings because the price is a little steep. Um, but at 6.9 K on FanDuel going up against the Chargers defense, that is the worst run defense in football. If not, you can debate a couple other ones, but certainly in the discussion, um, I think he tops a hundred yards and probably finds the end zone this week. All right. Quick reset for you at the uh, running back position in cash games. Uh, Darrell Henderson looking like a uh, very solid, solid play for us this week. Um, and then after that, it's kind of open. You obviously can always look to a guy like Derrick Henry, uh, we heard DeAndre Swift's name uh, brought up and uh, Kenneth Gainwell as a possibility. And John, big favorite of Eli Mitchell uh, as an option for you in cash games for San Francisco against the Chicago Bears. Uh, all right, let's move on to the wide receiver spot. And, you know, from the injury side of things, Antonio Brown, he is going to be out for a while. So, Looks like we'll have a lot more uh, usage again going to those wide receivers in Tampa Bay. Jerry Judy, is he going to be back this week? We'll see. And um, Washington Redskins, a little banged up as well. Dynami Brown looks like he's going to miss this week more than likely. But the real story is Cooper Cup and the fact that this guy's absolutely dominated seemingly every single week. Uh, big shout out to Phil, who you know urged us last week, said, if you do anything – Make sure you put Cooper Cup in your lineup, and that was an accurate take. Uh, this week, Devin, um, do we jam him in again? I mean, the price is getting up there, 9K, but you know, it just seems like he's got this kind of Michael Thomas role that we saw a couple a couple years ago with New Orleans where it doesn't seem like he can do no wrong. Yeah, I'm not playing him, but it's going to come back to bite me. The guy that I'm playing instead at the top end, I, I almost think he's a Cooper Cup light, is Debo Samuel. Um, at 7.4K, I think both Roto Grinders and football guys both have him projected within like a point and a half of Cooper Cup. So um, how in a rain-soaked game, he had seven for 100 and a touchdown. He's clearly the only receiving option there is Brandon Ayuk. Who knows like what's going on with that guy? But um, I, I, love, I love Debo Samuel this week. I can't afford both, so I might as well take the savings of the $1,600 and I'll apply that to a tight end that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I'll defer to John and Phil on this one because I have a feeling they're going to strongly disagree with me. Yeah, I mean, you're not lying about RG. He's clearly the top price per dollar guy that we have on on the slate right now. And John, are you in agreement with that? Because I'm not as comfortable myself. In spending that Debo. amount on him with Debo, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not either. Debo's my tenth guy on the board in terms of points per dollar value. Um, he's I, I got him projected. It's nineteen point three, and um, Cooper Cup at twenty four point seven. So it's it's more more than the point and a half that that Devin referenced earlier. Um, if if you're spending up, it's Cooper Cup. I I don't know if you can get there this week. And look, uh, he's been tremendous, absolutely tremendous. I love watching this guy work, um, and I'll continue to root for him. But you, you you can't keep inspecting 10 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns, which he has basically the last two weeks. Um, he is on my cash game list if you can get him in, and the opportunity cost is not too high such that you're, you're rostering some 3K crapper. And there are no 3K crappers that I could find this week that were worthwhile outside of maybe one tight end that we'll talk about in the next section. You might have to go down. And the guys that I'm going down to get for cash games, DJ Moore against Atlanta at 7,200. Chris Godwin, I think, is the the top wide receiver value on the board for me at 6,400. And I love Brandon Cooks this week up against uh, the Rams. I know the matchup is potentially not as good against Jalen Ramsey, but – 
um, 5,700, 14 point underdogs. Um, he probably gets an upgrading quarterback if Tarad comes back. Um, but I, you know, those are the guys I'd be looking at. Um, there isn't a lot of value at this position this week. So I think you've got to, it's one of the reasons why I kind of recommended Carson Wentz as a cash game quarterback earlier, because if you spend up there, you're going to have to take some chances at this position. Uh, I'll throw a couple more cash games out before we head over to Phil for our GPP takes. And, um, you know, T Higgins, I think is getting a little bit overlooked because Chase has obviously been hitting those big home run balls, putting up just rookie of the year type numbers, but Higgins his volume has been there, just hasn't really done a ton um, from the touchdown perspective. hasn't scored since week two, but I think he, they, I think they had sixteen, yeah, fifteen targets last week against Baltimore. So he got the looks. He just didn't kind of convert at the pace that Chase did. So he's five point two k. I think he's definitely in play this week. Uh, I'm a Can sucker. Can I ask you a question on that one real quick? Yeah, go for him, it. Him or Michael Pittman with no ty. Both are good places. That, that was the other. That was one of the other guys I was bringing up. I there think Pittman. Go. Pittman for me. I mean, Tennessee's allowed the most fantasy points, uh, I believe, to wide receivers this season, and that's a high total. I think he's way too cheap. I, I think yeah. you can play both of those guys. Uh, to be honest with you, and the last name to throw out, just because I'm a sucker, is is uh, Calvin Ridley. You know, I I know the matchup isn't great against Carolina, but the dude is just way too talented and uh i just don't necessarily believe you know 10 targets again last week he's had double digit targets his last four games that he's played just has not had those big plays kind of break his way so eventually that's going to happen the price is fair at 6.6 so i'm gonna have fun uh, editing and giving you a little sucker as you say that (laughs) (laughs) if kyle pitts wasn't there sure but Uh, it's pitts offense Uh, it's definitely been the last few weeks for sure. Okay. Uh, Phil. Okay. Blow us away because this is what you did. You took a quarterback from a team with a 17 point team total. You took a running back from a team with a 17 point team total. So what wide receiver is he going to take from the what? The Jets. Who else is left? The Jets. Yeah. Tell me about Darnell Mooney. There you go. What you got? Well, listen, in in my defense, this is a a rough slate, like we said at the beginning. And, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of options besides to look at some of these games that you otherwise might not on a normal slate and and look at where the workloads are going to concentrate. Look at where the targets and touches are going to go. And uh, that's what I'm doing so far. But um, as far as wide receivers go. Just play Cooper Cup. Just click on him, put him in your lineup, move on, worry about the rest as as you get there. Um, I said it last week, you know, like, are you going to fade prime Jerry Rice? No, you're not going to fade Cooper Cup in 2021 either. Now, this week, I will say that I'm not as confident as I was last week when I made that call because, A, he's $600 more and that $600 matters on, on this slate. Uh, B, he, he could be sitting the entire fourth quarter. It didn't materialize last week, but it could very well this week if the Rams are blowing out the Texans. Um, and C, you guys mentioned Daryl Henderson, who's got a pretty good chance of, of maybe um, you know monopolizing the touchdowns and, and then Cup becomes a bad play. But honestly, it, it's a coin flip. It could easily go the other way, you know, and, and Daryl Henderson is bad chalk again because Cooper Cup is just too good. And I would kind of lean 60-40 that way. So make Cup the first player that you choose and and worry about beating your opponents elsewhere. Um, GPPs, I'm playing plenty of Cup again. I like Stefan Diggs a lot. Uh, we, we, yeah, we, we've got a chalky Josh Allen. Uh, we've got Miami allowing 65% more fantasy points to opposing wide receivers than league average over the last three weeks. And I'm seeing Diggs go off at like 10, 12 percent rostered um and i think that at 8100 he's the closest thing to a price pivot on cooper cup and i think josh allen is so expensive that people are going to stack him or more people are going to stack him with emmanuel sanders for 5400 because he's actually been a little bit more consistent and he kind of smooths out uh the price of the allen stack so um again off a buy they've had some time to get on the same page stefan diggs is a guy that's going to get his i mean 
his uh, his football card's going to look the way it should at the end of the season when you look at his totals. And uh, that means he's going to need big games. So I really like Diggs to to do some damage against Miami. And I'm, uh, I'm going to give you one more guy, but then I'm curious to hear why John thinks it's not going to happen. Uh, that other guy is Deontay Johnson. Uh, again, I'm targeting a game that might be a slog. Uh, that's a 42 and a half point over under. Uh, but again, I was just talking about these offenses that are um, you know, the, the distribution of touches is very narrow in Pittsburgh. You've got Najee Harris and you've got Deontay Johnson, um, with the exception of that one weird, uh, week five win over the Broncos where Roethlisberger only threw 25 times. Johnson has double digit targets in every game. Um, I think you're looking at a 15 point floor there. And I've talked in the last couple of weeks about, uh, the troubles that Cleveland has had defending enemy wide receiver ones. Uh, and I think Johnson qualifies as that because even though Chase Claypool is more of like the prototype, uh, Ben Roethlisberger can't throw far enough to reach him. So we're, um, we're going to see Deontay, I think, ho- hog targets again. Uh, and I think he could very easily go for 25 plus. I want to apologize for making fun of you because those were all excellent picks in my opinion there, Phil. <laughs> I loved all those guys. I think Diggs, I'm with you. I think you nailed it. Like that, there's been the TD, the touchdown variance has just not swung his way at all. And I love, love that line about his football card's going to look right at the end of the year because never heard that one. But I think that's uh, that was a good description. And uh, and I'm with you on Johnson, but I think I wouldn't like totally discount Claypool. Devin knows it. That secondary out there for the Browns is absolutely terrible. Claypool could just hit one deep yeah. one and pay it off. So Cleveland's really struggled with big receivers. Yeah. So that that's the that's the worry that I would have is that like they're putting Greedy Williams on on big receivers and Greedy Williams is absolutely horrendous. Uh, where Denzel Ward is taking more of the speedy receivers, smaller guys. So um, I, w- I would be a little cautious there. I might look at Claypool um, over yeah. Deontay, but um, I think they're both fine. All right, John, tell us why Diggs is not a good play. I mean, it, it, it really boils down to his ownership. Um, and and uh, I don't know. I think I saw Phil. Did you did you say you, you saw him somewhere around 12, 10 to 15? That's what I'm seeing, somewhere yeah. in that 10 to 15 range. Yeah, that's that's where I'm seeing him as well. And I don't know, Devin, if you have those numbers just yet. But um, I think it's going to end up being in that area. And I've got him as it. I mean, I'm looking at the number. It's 5.4%. That's his likelihood of reaching 4x value this week. And, you know, when when that number ownership more than doubles his likelihood, it makes him a bad play, period. He's not going to be a popular play amongst sharper players this week if that ownership holds. Now, if it drops down into the 8%, 7%. I think it'll get 9 to 10. I don't know if it'll go to 8. But the the way that this typically happens is Cooper will will rise throughout the week. People will continue to pump him up. Daryl Henderson will rise. Some of these like top end guys will rise. And then some of these middle tier will fall. Like it happens almost every week. So I, I, I think Diggs gets to like an eight, nine range, but. All right. Well then I'll give you, I'll give you uh, our listeners some guidelines. If he's seven or less, he's a decent play. If he gets above seven, then you got to come off of him. Um, I just don't, it, it, the, the numbers aren't there to support the, uh, the take. Um, so that's the reason. Um the, the, the better GPP play for the record is Cole Beasley on the same team. Um, I know oh, Devin God. hates it every time I tell him. This is him. John's favorite player. No, it's not. I mean, I haven't talked about Cole. <laughs> We're in week eight, and I've not talked about Cole Beasley once. But this week, he's he's almost 13% um, in terms of reaching GPP value. And he's going to be on half of that. He's going to be on about 6 to 8% of rosters. That makes him a great GPP play this week. So... Um, while while the um, you know the squares are going after uh, Stefan Diggs and spending up, you can go down and, and take Cole Beasley, get yourself a touchdown and and eighty yards and eight receptions, and and spend the extra what is it three thousand dollars on something else. I don't want to get into a point chasing argument again with you like we did last year. I think it was also again about Cole Beasley, but I don't I don't remember. Uh, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna. Not talk about Cole Beasley. All right, well, he's not going to do it. Okay, I'll, I'll get all the credit next week. 
Um, let's quickly recap this wide receiver spot. Uh, Devin likes Debo Samuel, and I think a lot of people will as well, but uh, I think the overwhelming consensus, Cooper Cup, probably the pay-up spot for you at that position. Some love uh, for me on T. Higgins. A lot of love about uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Um, as well in that kind of mid-five range over on DraftKings. And uh, let's see, we've got uh, Chris Godwin as well, 6.4K, looking like a solid cash game play for you. DJ Moore against uh, Atlanta looks like a nice bounce back spot for him. All right, let's move on to the tight end position. Before we do, please leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Remember, 100th episode coming up next week. Devin's got a whole bunch of goodies for you that he's given away. We're going to give away some uh, Roto Grinders premium to you guys as well. So if you want to grind some other sports besides football, we can certainly help you out with that. And uh, and again, if you're listening to this on a podcast feed, leave us a review over on iTunes. It certainly helps us kind of move up the little uh, rankings ladder, I guess. So uh, we appreciate you guys consuming this content each and every week from Football Guys and Roto Grinders. Okay, tight end. Let's start up with uh, John. Looks like we get Gronk back this week. Um, Dawson Knox uh, looks like he is going to be out i believe he busted his hand uh pretty bad last week and uh besides that this position we don't have kelsey we don't have waller uh tight end position's kind of been a pay down spot and i think it could be again this week as well what do you like this uh in at the tight end position i think for cash games there's uh there are two different ways you can go um the one that makes me feel most comfortable is dallas godard against detroit uh, with the Eagles trading uh, Zach Ertz over to the Arizona Cardinals, Godert becomes uh, much more of an everyday guy. Um, they obviously lost Miles Sanders as a, you know, potential red zone uh, threat. So I think that you know that that ups Dallas Godert's opportunity inside the red zone as well. He's forty seven hundred. I think you can get there. Um, but if you can't, um, the the player that comes out high. Um, I don't love the play, but this week there really isn't a whole lot of value. And this is the one value that I'm seeing even on uh, Rotor Grinders uh, lineup HQ. There's a tight end that's got a couple dots. And typically that means that this individual is going to be popular. And that's Dan Arnold from your Jacksonville Jaguars at 2,800, Dan. Um, He comes out for me, I think, as being the uh, let me just make sure that I'm not speaking out of turn here. Uh, he is that Dan Arnold is the number one value on my model this week uh, at 2,800. That said, it's a, it's a short jump down to Jared cook. If you wanted to go there at 3,400 and then Dallas Godard is right behind that. So Godard is my, my favorite play. And uh, if you're not going to go to him, I think you just drop the whole way down to Dan Arnold at 2,800 for cash games. Is there, so, is there something I'm missing on Dan Arnold? I, I don't understand it. Is it because of the six catch game against Tennessee or because he's gone two, six, two, two hasn't had above what? 10 points. I'm, I'm getting the go price is really I mean, good. Well, but. the one thing is first off, Chark is gone and their receivers just stink. Um, he's getting more and more, you know, play in this offense and, and more than anything is it's, the salary he's a sub 3k crapper we don't even get the i don't i don't get to say that very often sub 3k (laughs) crapper and this is a week where if you want cooper cup or you want josh allen you know there's not like crazy value staring you in the eye anywhere so if you're gonna punt a spot this feels like the spot to do it and he feels like as fine as anybody else at that at that price point like do i like jared cook for $600 $600 more. Not, not really. Like he's not, it's not that much different of a player. So I'll save the 600 bucks. That's why he's popping so much. Devin got it. Like it or not. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Then you should, then I'll tell you right now, he's going to be mega chalk. So you'll be very much ahead of the field on this one. Yeah. I just want to wrap up. Uh, so those are my cash game plays, but there is one GPP play that I like quite a bit this week. And that's Cole Komet. Uh, 3,100 against uh, San Francisco. If you look at team market share, he's been consistently right around 20%. Now, 20% of nothing for the Bears is basically what it has been of late is is nothing. Um, but I think he gets a, a better matchup than he's had of, of late. And um, he has been performing. I mean, the last two games, um, 
without uh, David Montgomery. He's had uh, five catches for 50 yards and five catches for 40 yards, and he's only uh, 3,100. Uh, basically, what you're doing is you're betting on a touchdown there. Uh, I think he's a decent play at 3,100 on DraftKings. All right, Devin, you're up next. Just pay up for Kyle Pitts. 16 catches in his last two weeks. Um, he's second in the NFL and for tight ends with red zone targets. We talk about touchdown regression. He has 10 targets, one touchdown. There's going to be more targets coming. Um, he's the number one number one guy in, in Atlanta. Um, facing a Carolina defense that allowed 70 yards and a touchdown to Dalton Schultz. Kyle Pitts is better than Dalton Schultz. Um, I'm playing Kyle Pitts. I've talked throughout the show. I'm, you know who he played the last two weeks, right? Just, I understand. But Carolina's okay. defense, we talked about it last week, they're not much better. So they're, they've they completely fallen on hard times in Carolina. He's the number one guy. As much as you love Calvin Ridley and continue to pump him up, Kyle <laughs> Pitts is the number one guy in that offense. All right. Where are you where are you saving money, Devin? Because when you're paying 6k for a tight end. Yep. I so don't know where you're trying to Trevor Trevor Lawrence, uh Daryl Henderson, Kenneth Gainwell, you could go Elijah Mitchell if you wanted to. Um not and playing then, Cooper Cup is big too. Yep, I'm going mm-hmm. I'm going Debo and then those two 5k receivers that we talked about. So Pittman okay. and maybe Higgins, but like you can get there if you don't go with Cooper Cup. But I look at the price dif- I look at the difference between Kyle Pitts and Dan Arnold. That could be a 15 point advantage for like $3,400. That's a huge potential swing. All right, Phil. Um, I've got like a totally off the radar guy, but I'm going to save it in hopes that you don't take it. So uh, give us some GPP plays here. Sure. And, and I just want to say that it's, um, it's a really interesting conversation about Kyle Pitts, right? Because like we said, Kelsey and Waller are off the slate. Um, Goddard looks like the consensus tight end one that, that everybody is going to look to squeeze in. I think he's a terrible uh, tournament play, by the way, um, for, for just that reason, right? Like what are the odds that you need Dallas Goddard in your lineup to finish in first place in a GPP, the Philadelphia passing game just doesn't have that type of production to, to spread around. Um, so the only guy that could conceivably be that guy is Kyle Pitts. I don't think he's going to be too highly rostered because of roster construction and, and some of the other players that we've talked about. So um, interesting call by Devin in cash games. I was definitely looking at him in tournaments and kind of thinking of him like, um, you know, like a 6.3 K wide receiver. And I think he kind of fits in there. Um, so I don't hate the, the call on pits in general. Um, if I was building a cash game lineup, it's not the way that I would do it, but, um, I, I certainly appreciate Devin's grind and, and his opinions, and he's way more successful at it than I'll ever be. So, um, we'll, we'll leave it at that in tournaments. I, I was surprised to hear people are going to play Dan Arnold in, um, in cash games. I, I guess you need the savings. Like, do people know who he is? Like, do they know he's on, do, do, do they know he's on the Jaguars even? Um, I thought I, he was like Tom Arnold's brother. <laughs> like I, I don't know. I, I guess he'll be popular. Um, when you look up just another guy, that's Dan Arnold. <laughs> well, listen, Dan, Dan Arnold is actually a pretty good athlete. He's, he's like a, a really big, lanky wide receiver. Uh, he's been productive in small samples. I, I don't mind the play. I just didn't think that he was going to be chalk. Uh, but I guess I'm surprised by one or two plays every week. Um, let me see if I hit... Dan's guy, probably not. Uh, if we're going to price pivot off Dan Arnold and still save money at tight end, I've got my eye on Adam Troutman. Not who I was thinking. But not who you're thinking? No. All right. Um, I think he's the same play as Dan Arnold. I think he's a an athletic guy who's getting snaps and running routes and has a good matchup. Um, so if one of them is going to be like 1% owned and the other is going to be eight to 10, uh, give me Troutman in a potential shootout. All right. Um, the, the guy and the guy that I'm looking at 
is um, GPP only, by the way, because he's not like mega, mega cheap, but Pat Fryermuth there for Pittsburgh. Um, mm. 60% of the snaps last week ran 20 routes, and he's, you know, the top one of their, well, not top draft pick, but he was, uh, you know, fairly high draft pick, really good player over there at Penn State. And like Phil said earlier, hey, you know, Ben can only throw it so far, so why not have the tight end there? 3.6K, you're going to get like sub 2% ownership uh, on him in, in tournaments. So uh, I like Pat Fryermuth as a way, way, way off the radar play for you at tight end. Here, here's, a I, tip. here's a tip. Don't play state pen players. <laughs> I mean, Mike Gesicki has just been terrible as a, at, at, at that position from, from yeah. that school, right? Just don't play state pen players. That's all, that's all you need to know. It is that week, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It is. Just to add on, Dan, to, to what you said there about Fryermuth, um, I think I saw Eric Ebron mispractice today. Um, right before we came on, I read that report. So that would um, that would certainly boost uh, the odds of him coming through. I, I like the play. I don't love the, the price. Yeah, the price isn't like sexy. It's not like you're, you're looking at it and being like, oh, this is a great pivot off of Dan Arnold. No, because he's like 800 more. But uh, I think the price will keep people away from him, even if Ebron ends up not playing this week. So, uh, so one, one more name real quick. Yeah. So Kyle, Kyle Pitts, I said, was second in red zone targets. Any guesses on who the first guy is? Higby? Noah Fant against his hmm. Washington yeah. defense. Uh, 5,900 on FanDuel. If you're looking for touchdowns i think he could be a guy that that could sneak in there uh 12 12 red zone targets on the year which leads all tight ends surprisingly ahead of kelsey and some of those other guys all right so uh cash recap for you dan arnold for the value side of things kyle pitts feels like the pay up option for you at this position maybe dallas Goder as well at 4.7k um all right let's uh, wrap this up with some defense takes Again, uh, we talked about it early on. John went on a long diatribe about defense and being priced up and this and that. So, John, I guess we'll throw to you for defense first since, you know, you're you're clearly analyzing this position more than the rest oh, I'm, of I'm clearly not analyzing it. Just when you see a team like the Rams at 5,100 going up against Houston and, you know, I guess it's going to be Terod Taylor and probably not Davis Mills. And maybe that's uh, the algorithm was broken then, but uh, the two defenses that I have for cash games, uh, Seattle going up against Jacksonville 2,800 and the Washington football team going up against Phil's cash game quarterback there, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, those are the two, the two clear cut defenses I like, but I also like Devin's Cleveland Browns at 3000 going up against um, uh, ben Roethlisberger, whose fitness looks very similar to mine at this point in his career, uh, which is not saying a whole lot. Uh, Devin, uh, any thoughts or Washington no. for me? All right, Phil. Yeah, in, in cash you need the savings, so you, you play Washington um, tournaments. I like the Bengals against whoever Mike White is. I'm a Jets fan. I had no idea when he came in the game. Uh, who the, who the backup quarterback was. Uh, so th- there you go. And then um, I'll take the other side of that Cleveland Steelers matchup actually in tournaments um, because Baker Mayfield, it seems like he's going to try to play with like a broken and torn shoulder. I don't think he's going to. You don't think so? He was back at practice. The guy's yeah, a gamer. I pray he doesn't play. <laughs> like, what, uh, that... Why are we doing this? That's a whole other discussion for a whole other podcast. I don't know. Uh, and then the Chargers at, at 3,200. Like I said, uh, Mac Jones on the road always fails. <laughs> Big sample. <laughs> always fails. All right. Well, uh, we're running up against it. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna defer here, and we're going to give Phil the night off in terms of final thoughts because last week – I mean, you just you just can't top what you gave us last week, Phil, in, in terms of your final thoughts. So we're just going to go to Devin and John. Devin, give us some final thoughts for this slate here um, for week eight. Yeah, fun week. I think there's a lot of a lot of good options that you could go to. You could pay up for Henry. You can pay up for Cup. It might be a week that instead of a cash game play, you look at some of those ten man tournaments, the the smaller or even a three man turn three. Sorry, 
three-person tournament. Let's correct myself. Uh, there are females that play this. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it could be a fun week, especially if you're going to do something as crazy as Fade Cooper Cup. You might want to get a little more aggressive than just a, a head-to-head or a 50-50. You might want to try and make some make some money through a 10-man or a 20-person tournament. John? Uh, two things. One, one really quickly, and it's one that I've done, I think, the last three weeks that I've talked about this. Yahoo's still running that 20% overlay tournament. Uh, get in there. They didn't even fill last week, which is just tr- crazy to me. It's free money. It's $20 to get in. If you're playing, it's a million-dollar tournament. Just go over there and do that. Uh, the other is more of a tip. Uh, you know, we, we play this four-man, uh, the four of us, and, uh, you know, one way to, to do that, you know, up to maybe a 10-man is a you – know, we've talked about this on the past, maybe on the show, but if you're new – is kind of that cash plus build where you take a, a safe quarterback and his safe receiver. And this week, I think there's a couple ways you can do that. Maybe the Jalen Hurts, um, Dallas Godert combination. Uh, so you get a little bit of upside uh, if those guys hit and it raises you to the top. Um, and then the other, of course, was um, Carson Wentz and a couple of us like Michael Pittman as well. Um, but it's just one way to, to kind of frame out a cash game like lineup with a little bit of upside that you might need to win like a four man or a 10 man and uh, just a little bit of a a different build from GPP and cash that maybe is worth sharing. All right. I think those are excellent tips. And uh, of course you can find all of us uh, at our respective Twitter handles. I'm at Dan underscore Bach. Devin is at, at Ohio state fan. No, it was a change. It's just Devin knots FBG. Oh, okay. So you're smart. So uh, everybody else's is right on the screen. Um, And of course, uh, thanks again to the folks, the fine folks doing all the work behind the scenes, which is mainly Devin. And uh, of course, uh, the rest of the crew over there at Football Guys doing a great job on all the thumbnails and other aspects of this show that you don't even think about. And uh, we're proud to be bringing you episode 100 next week. So don't miss out. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel over on Football Guys. And, uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast. You probably already are if you're listening to us there. But tell a friend while you're at it. And uh, hopefully we'll deliver some winners for you this week eight. Back again week nine. For Phil and John and Devin, I am Dan. Good luck this week. We will see you.